This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza! Touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson and a man who has been awake since very early on this morning, <laughs> Mr. Steve Sell. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Should I tell him about what happened this I morning, Steve? I don't think so. Oh, I think I need to tell him. I don't think. This is nobody's business. Well, I think they need to know. Jim was dumb and locked his key in all my keys in my apartment this morning. And of course, I had to come in at 5.45 to fill in for Mark in the morning, who's finishing up his vacation this week. I'm sure he's glad he doesn't have to be here and is sitting back and feeding his goats. Getting his eggs ready. Tending his vegetables. Yeah. Living the good life. Yeah. And yeah, I left my keys in my apartment and I had locked them in there right as I had pulled my door shut and I was locked out, didn't have my car keys, didn't have my keys to the radio station. So at what five forty? I don't. I remember. had to come knock on Steve's window, and knocked a few times. I didn't know if he had heard me, and I heard him say, "Yes, yes, who is it?" I said, "That's Jim." Locked myself out. Had to go get my spare key out of Steve's. Started him off on the bad track. Do you even remember any of this? Not hardly. I was in. That's why I had to tell you about. I it. was in a coma. He was in the middle of sleep. What time did you end up waking up? Well, my alarm went off at 7. Oh, okay. So you got some good sleep after that. Well. Fell back asleep. Yeah. I didn't ruin your morning too much? No, no. Fortunately, I had about everything written yesterday. That's true. If you go to midkansasonline.com, the only place that has precedes of not only McPherson High's football game on Friday, but precedes on all the area schools. You won't find it anyplace else. So if you live in Canton and Galva and... Lindsburg, Mound Ridge, Inman, Heston, Little River, you know, we have, I'm sure I left somebody out, but... Uh, I think even if you live in, like, I don't know, Geneseo. Yeah. You, there's something you might be interested yeah, in. Yeah, but we have pre Gypsum. Yeah, we have pre-seeds on every area game Friday night. A lot of teams at home on Friday. Uh, I think, in fact, I think of the seven teams that we have, counting McPherson, I think five of them are at home. I think Canton is on the road. Uh, Canton Gala is on the road, and uh, who was the other? Uh, Mound Ridge. That's right. Mound Ridge playing back-to-back road games to open the season. Well, Steve, early morning for me, early wake-up call for you, but still, it is a bullpup football preview Thursday, even though I might have to get a little nap in. 
after a bullpup football preview Thursday. Yeah. I think you did you get a little nap in this morning? I did about a twenty minute power nap. So. Well, I'll be ready for maybe a two hour power nap and go. then get myself ready for a weekend of football. We're back at it. We've got two games coming up this weekend, lots of prep that goes into it, lots of talking to coaches, lots of notes, and you and I are excited for a couple two more games, both of them at home this well, week. Well, that's what luckily. I, I love I, I love home games. I, I'm not a big fan of the road games anymore, but I love the home games. I love seeing Bullpup Nation turn out. There'll be 2,000 strong, all wearing red uh, on Friday. Winfield comes to town, much improved team. They upset Arc City um, in the first game of the season, scored with 24 seconds left in the game um, to beat Arc City in the battle for the, for the Cowley County Cup. And uh, this is a different Winfield team than we've seen the last four or five years. Uh, those teams uh, in recent years have been really, really bad. But I think, you know, they had a bunch of guys last year that took their lumps, but now they got a bunch of seniors, a bunch of guys that have been around for quite a while. I think they'll give the Bullpups a competitive game. Steve, we can talk about the Bullpups here in a little bit. Did you see the big headline of the morning? I didn't. It broke in the last hour or so. Okay, so I wouldn't have seen so it. So you were probably taking a nap. I sure was. Are you familiar with Sam Darnold? Oh, he's got mononucleosis. Mononucleosis. I'm glad you used the full word. Yeah. Have you ever had mononucleosis? Never had mononucleosis. I've never had mononucleosis either. But they but had to sign somebody. I've always some, heard it makes you very they signed tired. Somebody, I don't know who. They signed somebody off the scrap heap to quarterback. I was thinking that I saw that Trevor Simeon That's who it is. is going Simeon. to replace him. That's right. The former Broncos quarterback. Right. Former Northwestern Wildcat. So, when you look at the AFC East. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got the Dolphins. New England may have it clinched by October because you got the Jets who are horrible. The Bills aren't very good. And then you got Pistols, Miami Dolphins who And I think Le'Veon Bell might be out for Monday for the Jets. Is that right? Because I think they're doing an MRI on his shoulder. Ooh, that's fourteen million dollars down the drain this year. The AFC East. What 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 a luxury. It is. What a cakewalk. And Tom Brady plays against the Dolphins this week. Guess who I'm starting at quarterback this week? Whoever the Dolphins quarterback is? No. Oh, no, not Ryan Fitzpatrick? I have Tom Brady as my oh, quarterback. Oh, yeah. There, there might be some points I don't know in who that the, game. I think the Saints play the Rams, so I'm going to go Tom Brady. I'm going to change my fantasy football lineup and put Tom Brady in. I got Brady and Breeze. I don't think anybody's probably got two older quarterbacks than I do. I think Brady's, what, 42 and Breeze is 40. Well, you, you're, you've got faith. You feel good for him. Mm-hmm. Steve, did you stay up late enough to watch the Royals last night? I did. Unfortunately, you won't be able to hear them here today. We've got our show today, plus Casey's got an afternoon full of music. Solar power. Solaire. Two home runs and almost was a third on his, what, second at-bat? Yeah. The one that hit off the and top of the And that last home run he hit, my goodness, I don't know what it measured at. About 470 feet, probably. But boy, when he gets all of it. He hits him as far as anybody in baseball. I think there's only one guy that might hit it farther. That's Pete Alonzo of the Mets. It just seems like he hits it 10 miles when he hits his home runs. So it was an 8-6 to six win against the White Sox last night. And Steve, one of the records across MLB that was broken last night and a number that is pretty amazing at this point in the season is that the all-time Major League Baseball single season for the entire league record has been smashed. Yeah. The record is gone as they broke that last night. I I lost the number. My 
well, ESPN is, is about, buffering on me, but it was 6,000 It's something. about a bajillion. I mean, the, let's face it, the ball's juiced. Jorge Soler plays in the biggest ballpark or second biggest ballpark in the majors. He's got 43 home runs. 6,106. Yeah. Jorge, I mean, Jorge Soler's going to end up with about 45 or 46 homers, and he plays half his games at Kauffman Stadium. That tells me, I mean, don't get me wrong, he can hit it a ton, but that tells me the ball's juice. Look, look at the uh, what? What team? Oh, Minnesota Twins. They have hit a ton. They have eight guys with over twenty homers. I mean, <laughs> come on, this is just ridiculous. I mean, th- this is like the year Brady Anderson hit fifty home runs for Baltimore. The ball's juiced. Home runs are just out of sight. I, I miss the days of the hit and run, the stolen base. You know, I guess I'm just old school. I I I just don't like sitting around waiting for a guy to hit a three-run homer. I like to see action in my baseball, and now it's just turned into a home run or strikeout league. That's all it is. But like I've said a couple of times, Steve, I, I don't know. I can't speculate on the baseballs. I don't hold them. I don't hit them. I don't throw them. But I do know one thing that has changed even just over the last three years, and certainly from the last ten years, but just in the last three years, I have seen approaches change. And maybe one reason why we're a little slow to react to it is that the Royals did not have this approach even three, five, ten years ago. They were never a home run hitting team. They never had guys that hit a lot of home runs. And of course, Moustakas had a good year three years ago. But they never had guys that swung for the fences, per se. But but now that is the approach yeah, across Major League but Baseball. But take away Solaire, there's not a lot of power. The Royals don't have a lot of power other than Solaire. I mean, who's Are you ne- saying Nicky Lopez doesn't have power? Who's ne- I think Merrifield might be second with like 16. And then O'Hearn's got, I think he had another one last night. He's got like 13. Bubba hit one last yeah, night. Yeah, Bubba. Boy, what does that tell you? Bubba hits one out. Alex Gordon had nine home runs through May. I think he, the other night he hit number 13. So he's really gone on an out. So they're still not a team that hits a lot of home runs. Now, remember, Salvi hasn't been there all year. Salvi, with this juiced-up baseball He'd probably been good for 30. Yeah. I think he probably would have hit 30. He also would have grounded in about 30 double plays. And how many times would he roll the ball over, you know, trying to pull it, trying to pull that outside pitch. But he would have been good for 30. And Royals probably, I don't know what their team record is for team home runs, but they got to be getting close with Solaire hitting 43. But, again, you know, other than that, other than Solaire, I mean, when Whit Merrifield is your second highest home run hitter, that tells me they don't have a lot of power. Do you remember in 2014, whenever the Royals made the playoffs for the first time and everybody was talking about their brand of baseball with having a great bullpen for right. 6, 7, 8, and 9, but them mentioning that the Royals didn't even hit 100 home runs as a team that year right. and that their numbers were so low, and I've got a chart in front of me that shows where Major League Baseball has been as a whole over the last decade, and maybe even a little bit more than that, into the 90s, but in 2014, home run numbers were way down. Home run numbers in 2014 were at just over 4,000. And right now, we are not even through the season yet. We're, but we still have another, what, two, three weeks to go. Yeah. And they are projected for just under 7,000. Yeah. So that is, in a five-year window... That's a 57% it, jump. It jumps almost 3,000 home runs. Yeah. And so... I, I don't know about juicing baseballs. I don't even know how it works. I don't know if they take a needle and stick juice in it or, or, or add a couple more rubber bands in there. I, 
I don't know what they do, but I do think approaches well, have changed. And you hear the pit, the pitchers say the ball feels different. And so. the other thing too, Steve, I think that pitchers are throwing harder. Yeah. I think that I mean you look at velocity across Major League Baseball, and there are so many guys that can rev it up above ninety five. Plus, we have so many hitters that are big, strong, freak athletes. I just think it's different, and bodies have changed, and well, the style of game has changed. I miss Cunning and Guile. I'm you, a big, you're, you're more of a Pete Rose guy. I, I'm a big. You're cut, more of a Roberto Clemente. That's right. I was a big Cunning and Guile. I like pitchers that could throw soft, softer, softest. You know, just make hitters look silly. You know, have them screw themselves into the ground swinging so hard. And and you don't see very many of those guys. The Greg Maddoxes of the world. You don't see guys that are pitchers. Now it's all about power. It's all about guys throwing hard for five or six innings and, and then getting taken out of the game. I remember the days when Wilbur Wood used to pitch for the White Sox. He'd, he'd have 30 complete games in a year. The complete game is a lost art in baseball. You just don't see complete games anymore. Part of it is that pitchers aren't used to doing it, yeah. but the other part is that they're trying to preserve arms and get the most out of well, them. And I, and I go back. You know, I, I told you I look back at my old Street Smiths. They always talk about the four-man rotation. You got four guys that could throw 250 innings. What I mean, if, if they could throw 250 innings back in the 60s and 70s, why can't they do it now? Like I always say, these players now have played more baseball at their point in their life. Let's say it's just Adalberto Mondesi or let's say Whit Merrifield. He has played more baseball at his point in his life than any 30-year-old in the 1940s or 60s would have ever played. Yeah, that's true. For most of the people up until about 1975, there wasn't really even high school baseball. You had an American Legion team where you played 20 or 25 games in a summer. The the amount of wear and tear on an arm, it's happening earlier because they're playing so much. And not that I don't think it's a problem, but I think that is a reason why you have to be a little bit more careful about arms. Steve, the thing I always think is funny is looking back at the early baseball in the 20th century for a guy like Babe Ruth, who for his time was regarded as a very large person. Right. Everybody thought, okay, he's a big guy. That's why he can hit so many home runs. Sultan of SWAT. So what do you think Babe Ruth's height and weight was? I would have guessed like 6'2", 2'10". 6'2", 215. Okay. And that was a big guy. Yeah. Think about how many guys on the Royals roster are bigger than that. Most of them. Think about the guys on the Yankees roster or the Dodgers roster that are bigger than that. And that's part of the reason why home runs go up. You're bigger. You're stronger. Pitchers are throwing harder. I don't think very many guys that were pitching to Babe Ruth in the 1927 World Series were hurling it in there at 102. And they weren't throwing sliders. Nobody knew what a slider was back then. Bats are better now. It was fastballs and curves. That was it. Think about the way that they make just the bat itself. It's better. It's stronger now than it was 100 years ago. So I think there's a lot of elements to go into it. But, of course, we can digress and move on from the epidemic of Major League Baseball, the lack of the sacrifice bunt. Stolen bases. Sad day. Stolen bases. All right, Steve, let's take our first break when we come back. We'll get into our Bullpup football preview Thursday as we get ready for week number two tomorrow night. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by 
Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell, are you excited for some more football tomorrow night? Boy, I can't wait. And we will have the... Mid-Kansas Fall Sports Magazines, for those people who haven't come in to pick them up, we'll have them at the game Friday Steve, night. we're running out of them up there. Yeah, they're, they're going pretty fast, so if you haven't gotten your magazine, uh, we'll have them at the game tomorrow night, but if you want to make sure and get one, for, uh, stop in at the station between now and 5 o'clock. Our main man, Mitchell, the rock star, he'll be up at the desk from 3 to 5. He'll be able to set you up. While Jim will probably be taking Sleepy. a snooze. Well, I'm going to finish up my Mac College Football Preview uh, for the website, and you're going to be sleeping. There you go. I like the sound of that. Okay. Sounds like a good deal to me. Well, Steve, as we look ahead to what's coming up tomorrow night as the Bullpups will take on Winfield and us talking with, hey, easy over there. Keep banging that microphone around. It's making <laughs> my ears hurt. As we look ahead to tomorrow night after talking with Coach Pav this morning and getting our feel for where they're at, seeing and, and hearing from him with what they've been working on this week, I think the one thing that this team really wants to be able to do tomorrow night is be able to run the ball. And the word that we use a lot, physicality, execution, I think those are two things that they want to see tomorrow night against the Vikings. Uh, I think what I want to see is more consistency. You know, they they had some stretches where they were just unstoppable on offense, then stretches where they just didn't do a whole lot of anything. I want to see that good balance again. I thought they had a real nice balance in their game up at Salina South, hit on some big pass plays. In fact, the passing game was far better than I expected. I was hoping for maybe about 120 to 150 yards passing. I was hoping for 200 yards on the ground. It was kind of reverse. I want to see Jacob File cut it loose. You know, he only carried 11 times last week. Remember, he plays on defense too. Probably no Matt Ramey uh, this week dealing with an ankle injury. So uh, Aiden Hoover who had an incredible JV game on Monday. He may get some looks at running back because Sky Schreiner, uh, another backup tailback, was injured in the uh, JV game on Monday. So we may have two t- backup tailbacks out, but Aiden Hoover, uh, he's too good an athlete not to be on the field somewhere, Coach Pav said. He said he may play some wide receiver. Who knows? They could run him on a end around. He could throw the ball since he's yeah. a quarterback, kind of a Julian Edelman type, you know, like the Patriots uh, wide receiver. But uh, I'm looking for the Bullpups to really be consistent. I just want to see them get up and play smash-mouth football. Steve, one thing that continues to stand out to me and maybe becomes more and more impressive as the days go on is I don't think that we made the comment and maybe took it serious enough with Friday night's game with the job that Caleb Hoppus did at quarterback. Right. And just sheer numbers. When you look at 231 passing yards for a high school game, you go, okay, that's a pretty good that performance. That's a good number. That's, that's a pretty good performance. Right. Plus, you add on 68 rushing yards. Right. And you have four touchdowns to go along with that. And I wouldn't think that there were a ton of quarterbacks in the state last Friday night that combined for 300 yards with four touchdowns. Is that an overstatement? I don't think there's many. Well, I mean, 
when you're talking about the eleven man game, eight man, you got well, eight sil- man. They yeah, you know, they they're got, slinging it around. They got and- silly numbers in the eight man game, but no, uh, Caleb did a great job. Dislocated his finger or his thumb, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, non throwing hand or throwing? yes. Okay, but he did dislocate his thumb. They popped it back in. He's been practicing, not missing a beat. You know, you don't realize how big he is until you get down on the field. He's a big, strong guy. Yeah, and uh, you know he plays with a, you know he plays with kind of a chip on his shoulder, and uh, I like that. Plays with a little bit of swag, little attitude, and uh, I just I just want to see. I I really think from game one to game two is where you're really going to see this bullpup team step up. Uh, remember the Salina South game last year? It was a struggle. It's not like Salina South was a rum dum. You know they were they were not, you know, a ham and egger. So. They they were a good they were a really good defensive team they weren't real good on offense but uh, the one thing you also have to look at the Bullpups had more turnovers in game one la- uh, game one last week than almost the whole season last year that was a team last year that only had about five turnovers the whole year and uh, they turned it over early but uh, I think they you know they've got kind of the first game jitters the kinks worked out I just got a feeling they are just with Bullpup Nation. 2,000 strong tomorrow night in the at the McPherson Stadium, clad in red, got that uh, hamburgers wafting in the air, that smell oh, yeah. of hamburgers. Popcorn. You know, popcorn. Maybe there will even be a funnel cake. Ooh, funnel cake. Yeah. And I just, I just think all the, you know, the atmosphere is going to jack this team. I and mean, that's something we also we talked about last week. It was a team that didn't pl- seem to play with a lot of outward emotion. They kind of let their actions speak louder than their words. But uh, I think you're going to see a little more emotion from this team. And, and that, that's the only thing I thought was missing last week. They just, you know, last year's team just had so much emotion and were so excited. But uh, I, think, I think you'll see that return this Friday. Now, one thing I will say about this Winfield team under the direction of Lynn Hibbs, their coach, is this was a team, while I've watched them on film, they are very physical. Yeah. And there are some times, especially against the McPherson team, that we see groups not be very physical because they are outmanned. When you look at some of the big units that these teams have thrown out there the last few years and the physical guys that you throw out there, a Khalil Lisbon, a Wyatt Seidel, a Cody Stufflebean, when they have these intimidating guys, sometimes other teams are not quite as physical against McPherson. But I think this Winfield team, despite not being huge, they are very physical, and they have some big guys up well, front of their and, line. And, and if you read my precede, you know, Coach Pav said there the last few years we've had Winfield beat just stepping off the bus because they were kind of physically intimidated. Coach Hibbs, you know, he's won a state championship. Two. Two state championships. So he knows what he's doing. This, this is a very good coach, very good program. He's got Winfield heading the right direction. And Coach Pav honestly believes that Winfield – even more than Bueller might be the second best team in the league. I, I pretty much think it's Bueller, but he thinks it could be. Winfield. Well, remember last year, Steve, who gave McPherson its second best game in the regular season? It was Winfield, forty-seven to seven, and just going off of pure scores alone, it was Winfield. But when we go off of the eye test as well, and you think, okay, well, who played them well? Winfield did. The game went deep into the third quarter, which did not happen very many other times in the regular season. This is a Winfield team that I thought was going to lose a decent amount of its production from last year, and they did, but they have some really good pieces to replace, 
They have a very good and, and veteran offensive line. Well, they they have a, good pieces at the wide receiver they spot. Real, they got a kid named Price. It's a good receiver. Faust, a running back, uh, had almost 80 yards last week. They've got some guys that can play. And, and again, McPherson just can't walk on the field thinking the game's over just by walking on the field. And that's something Coach Pab also talked about. we got to get off to a better start. The Jamboree down at Valley Center, last week's game in Salina, this team was not real sharp at the start. And once they get it cranked up, though, you know, they're unstoppable. The word that Coach Pav used this morning to describe last Friday's win, he said it was humbling. Humbling to the guys, the coaching staff, the fans. When you get down 10 nothing to start your season after outscoring your opponents 603 to 126 last year, yeah. it shocks you a little bit. Well, I... I saw it coming because, like I wrote in, in my column, I said, Kyler Hoppus, Jace Kinneman, Gabe Hoover, Chandler Wired, Talon Huff, you just don't replace those guys over, overnight and expect to not miss a beat. Those were all-state-type players. That, you know, all five of them earned some kind of postseason honor. And, and the bus, you know, he was, he was he's a career rushing leader, touchdown leader. Kyler Hoppus threw like 36 touchdowns, Gabe Hoover. Uh, broke all the receiving records. Wired and, and, and Huff were home run type receivers. And, uh, you know, you just don't replace those kind of guys overnight. We're excited for another Friday night of football, Steve. Pumped up, yeah. We get into the routine. It feels a little bit better this week. We aren't quite as beat down as we were at this time last week. Yeah, we had a lot of other broadcasts last week, and this is the only, only game in town this week on the air. That's right. All right, Steve, we will take our final break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, Steve, I'm sorry for waking you up this morning. Oh, that's all right. Do you forgive me? That, that's fine. I'll just be waiting for the day that you come in about 3 a.m. sleepwalking and have to ask for something. No, I'll, no, I won't do that. Why not? You'll need something at some point. I don't think so. I'll be good. Jim, help. I need your ironing board. <laughs> it's 5 a.m. and I need to make sure my pants are nice and ironed. There could be something. Well, I don't wear I wear shorts. Well, we can iron your shorts, Steve. We can make it work. All right. We'll find something. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I'm busy. I'm a busy man. Tell the people where to find all of the previews that you've done and everything you've been working so Mid, hard on. MidKansasOnline.com. All the area football previews. Um, had you know had some other stuff. Matt College Central. We got that posted. Uh, Fearless Forecaster. Oh, picks were posted today. Really? Yeah. Wow. Why not wait till tomorrow? Because I do it all together. High school is on. Preseed is on Thursday. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, sounds good. We'll have to go over that tomorrow and then get everybody ready for a weekend of sports. I'm ready. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. 
the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.